Well, hello there. Pull up a chair. I have to remind myself with this new quicker system that I need to keep my hands off the microphone. <laughs> I didn't realize until I was listening back that I was making some noises. Anyhow, this segment I am going to be talking about, I found a very interesting piece because this deal with the Kennedys, all this mafia business and this country, and does it look more like Rome? So I found this very interesting piece and if I could find the file, I would tell it to you. Um, oh, it says, <laughs> just so you know, in case you're just tuning in for the first time, I've had to modify a lot as I go along. I used to print my scripts on the printer, but then I decided that, well, at $20 a page for paper, <laughs> I don't want to do that. My mouse went out, so I had to learn how to not use a mouse. And now I'm learning how to do more concise shows. So. Today, I'm going to be talking about this piece I found, which is how the USA is like the um, Romans. And, um, gee, as I was talking about getting my file open, I thought, well, where is it? Okay, US, okay. Okay, one second here. All these tricky files. Okay, US versus Roman. In case you're wondering, well, why didn't you bring up the file? Because it doesn't work that way. I have to record into an audio file, then I have to do this, and then I have to convert this file to that file. <laughs> so it's a process, and I lose track sometimes. So, okay. Um, so this article I'm going to be reading, it says, We look to history to figure out if the past is either a prologue or a lesson for the present. In terms of political history, the comparison between the United States and the Roman Empire is attractive because not only do these two represent the most powerful nations of their time, the U.S. actually modeled some of its institutions and thinking after the Roman example. Yes, and like those statues all over the whole world, right? <laughs> like I said in the Roman show, if you don't see these Roman things all over, get your eyes checked, kids. Get your eyes checked. Okay, the recent political strife plaguing the U.S. seems to be getting worse by the day and invites the question of whether America, like its ancient predecessor, is headed for a downfall. Certainly from the historical perspective, no empire has lasted forever, and the U.S. is due for a challenge. The Roman Empire was one of the most successful political and social entities in human history, lasting over 500 years from 31 BC to 476 CE. At the height of its power, the empire extended over 5 million square kilometers, controlling around 70 million people. Isn't it interesting how they come up with these facts? <laughs> about 20, it's, they said it was about 21% of the world's population at the time. Like the U.S., the Roman Empire spread its influence around the world through its culture, language, religion, philosophy, laws, and technology. But while the U.S. is the world's only current superpower, pronouncements of its Rome-like fall are greatly exaggerated and not entirely appropriate. So they're arguing that the U.S. isn't going to fall like Rome. So let's hear what their perspective is, right? Number one, political instability is here, but the U.S. is still a republic. Well, I would argue this whole point by looking at my show about, um, oh, I don't know, City of London, Washington. So, 
The period we know as a time of the Roman Empire actually followed another nearly 500-year block when it was the democratic Roman Republic. See, they always have these, you know, they had the ancient Greek, they had the not, anyway, so. <laughs> so, okay, the Roman Empire actually followed another nearly 500-year block when it was the democratic Roman Republic from 509 B.C. to 27 B.C., a period of unrest and civil wars precipitated the transition to the empire. This is when the infamous assassination of Julius Caesar took place in 44 BCE. After a power struggle that followed Caesar's demise, Augusta, who was Caesar's nephew, was crowned as Rome's first emperor. More or less effective emperors followed with much internal intrigue and corruption that led to coups, <laughs> coups, <clears throat> excuse me, coups and assassinations. The infam infamous Caligula, Caligula, <laughs> that was 12 to 41 AD, was killed by the Praetorial Guard, while the corrupt and mad Nero, who was from 37 to 68 AD, committed suicide. The U.S. is certainly undergoing a political upheaval within the country, often split on major issues and animosity rising between different sides. The election of Donald Trump both increased the divide and is a symptom of it. Still, the U.S. is a democratic society with checks and balance, and Trump is no emperor. <laughs> it is not also the first time in recent history the country dealt with divisive issues with the civil rights struggle and Vietnam War being quite contemporary events, especially from a historical perspective. The country has survived more turmoil and barring unprecedented measures and, and barring unprecedented measures from the new administration. Uh, they're saying the U.S. is continue with its political system relatively healthy and functioning. Well, I don't believe a word of that. Okay, so... Um, so... They went on to say that the Roman Empire in 117 A.D. during the reign of Emperor Trajan. Oh, that was, that was the thing from the. <laughs> let me get back here. Okay. Okay. Number two. That was, a, that was something from a picture. Okay. Number two. The economy needs work, but is in no danger of collapse. Rome was engaged in regular wars and constant constantly overspent to keep protecting the borders of its huge empire. But eventually the expansion slowed due to stronger opponents and even pirates like vandals operating in North Africa. This dwindled, this dwindled the supply of cheap slave labor and additional taxes. Roman rich also worked out also worked just as hard back in their time to pay less taxes. Well, paying less taxes to these people is like full-time sport right now, right? They have all these tax havens, clever attorneys. Um, so yeah, it created an increasing gap between the wealthy and the poor. Historians also point to a trade imbalance that eventually grew between Rome and China and India. These factors led to a slowing economy and a decline in the Roman power. They went on to say the U.S. is not dependent on colonies or slave labor, but the I have to totally disagree with that. But let me get back here. 
they went on to say, the U.S. economy is not dependent on colonies or slave labor, but the rising inequity between the rich and the poor and the resulting political re repercussions and unrest are certainly here to stay. Um, the military situation, they say, is vastly different than the Romans. After fighting off all challenges for centuries, Rome's military power waned, and it was finally overtaken by a series of military losses to Germanic tribes, including the sacking of Rome in 410 by the Vislog king Alaric, A-L-A-R-I-C, and another sacking by the Visigoths, led by somebody in 455. In 476, the Germanic warrior Odescare led a revolt from within that deposed the Emperor Romulus Augustus, making him the last Emperor Roman Empire to rule Italy from Rome. So, last one, okay. The eastern part of the empire actually survived until 1453 CE when Constantinople fell to the Ottoman Turks. The U.S. has powerful military opponents like Russia and China, but an all-out conflict involving, excuse me, but an all-out conflict involving any of the nuclear powers seems highly unlikely due to mutually assured destruction. Well, that's kind of funny because I think their agents are all being told to fly into a panic over nuclear war because I have seen some people in the last couple of days act like their heads were going to spin off and people with big, big followings saying, nuclear war is going to get us all. Okay, so, um, however, asymmetrical warfare like terror attacks by Islamic fundamentalists or cyber attacks and subterfuge from Russia can cause more gradual decline in America power due to weakening confidence in its leaders and institutions. Still, it is not likely to result in a serious military loss unless a more direct confrontation takes place, which at one point which at this point seems impossible. So the world's most powerful, powerful military should keep America intact for the time being. So they're saying America has the most powerful military. It went on to say, U.S. is not a cultural and social, is not in a cultural and social decline. I don't know who these people are that write this stuff. They must not have the same kind of eyesight that I have. <laughs> This point is certainly debatable, as some would argue. The U.S. is undergoing a weakening of its values. The country is transforming from a Christian and white majority nation into an ever more multicultural melting pot. Interestingly, some like the historian Edward Gibbon, in his seminal The History and Decline of the Roman Empire, have pointed to the adoption of Christianity and its weakening of traditional Roman values as the reason for the empire's eventual collapse. So this person, what was their name? Edward, said that the adoption of Christianity and its weakening of traditional values. Well, yeah, um, the adoption of Christianity, because remember, they were pagan before this. <laughs> Excuse me. Others have blamed the overspending and dumbing down of Rome via gladiator games and debauchery via crazed emperors like Nero for its decline. <laughs> this of course makes a very where did I leave it? this of course makes a an easy parallel to America's preoccupation with sports and reality TV stars, with the left painting Trump as a latter day Nero. 
On the other hand, it can easily be argued that these types of entertainments and politics are nothing new historically and can be found any century. As if they didn't have Kardashian-type subjects of everyone's gossip in Renaissance Flora, or of the ruthless medicine... Oh, anyway. Well, I don't know. I think that, um, well... We may not be having gladiator sports, but they also do have cage boxing. I could think of a million things that they do this vicious, like pit bull fights, a million other things. Um, while the U.S. is undergoing transformation, transformation with social, social changes like the adoption of gay rights and rapid technolo technological changes via the Internet and automation, there's little reason to point to some kind of a major worsening of society. <laughs> Who are these people? Those are scholars. Okay. The next one was, Technology, not politics, will transform the U.S. and the world. Yeah, well, I've been talking about the mafia-run Silicon Valley. Yeah, I think that'll transform the U.S. with the technology. With so much attention focused on the political strife, the lasting changes to America and its power are not likely to come from invading, barbar from invading barbarian hordes. No, everybody here is just too busy staring at their devices to actually be in solidarity with many other people or to actually leave their homes to do anything productive. <laughs> okay, so... Um, the coming world of complete automation, major life-extending medical advances, and space exploration will transform the U.S. in ways the Roman Empire never experienced. The Romans did employ and advance and advance the technology of the days of their life, but was up upended because of all the jobs were suddenly staffed by robots. Excuse me, what are they saying here? The Romans did employ and advance the technology of the day, but their life was not upended because all the jobs were suddenly staffed by robots. Something likely to happen within this century. I, I, this whole robot thing. Oh. How technology changes America and its political entities around the world will not be clear until the singularity hits. Perhaps the battle by President Trump and his ideologues against globalism. So yeah, still the, politic the political is not to be discounted. As this passage from Gibbon's book, The History and the Decline and the Fall of the Roman Empire shows, we have reason to look at Roman history for warnings. The provinces long oppressed by the ministers of the republic sighed for the government of a single person who would be the master, not the accomplice, of those petty tyrants. The people of Rome, viewing with a secret pleasure Augustus' humiliation of the aristocracy, demanded only bread and public shows and were supplied with both by the liberal hand of Augustus. The rich and polite Italians, who had almost universally... who had almost universally embraced the philosophy of Epicurus, enjoyed the present blessings of ease and tranquility. I don't know what any of this means, but anyway, um, they say that the height of Roman power lasted about 200 years. Gee, wait, 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 wait a minute here. Where are we here? <laughs> Where are we? The Roman Empire. Now, they had two Roman empires, okay, but this power, the height, of the Roman Empire lasted about 200 years. Well, <laughs> you know, everything here in this country is built 
cheaply, like a movie set, right? I've done shows about this. I'm not going to go there. But we use, you know, in Europe, the houses are much more stable. And here they use that balloon construction work that makes our houses cheap and fall, fall apart quicker. Yeah, this place was never meant to last more than 200 years. But that's just my opinion. The whole idea here is to thinky-thinky for ourselves, kids. Be safe out there. Goodbye for now.